Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder Christmas. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is Episode 4. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 I realize these verses aren't from the Christmas story, yet I have found that they often fit the holiday season due to the weariness that it can bring, the heaviness of family conflict, the hurt or loss within family over the past year. These things feel heavy, and as I've been pondering the lighter burden and easier yoke of Christ, I have found that the Christmas story can give us insight into these words of Jesus. Let's take a minute to review where we've been in the previous episodes. We've compared the difference between the heavy burden of mastery and the lightness of mystery. We've been reminded that Jesus is both King of Heaven, coming from above, and a servant coming alongside us from below. We don't need to reach for him, which brings striving and exhaustion. He came into this world to be with us, and a shared life is lighter. In the last episode, we looked at Mary and the wonder of living from the position of being his child versus the performance mentality of our world. Our worth comes from Him, not what we do. And today, as we enter into the Advent season, we continue to embrace the mystery of the Christmas story through Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. 
Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. These are verses 1 through 12. so much behind this story of the wise men, and it raises questions in me. How long did these guys follow a star, and who were they? How many people actually traveled with them to see Jesus? I know we'd like to understand it all, but maybe we aren't meant to. Sometimes it's about the symbolic elements within the story and not the cognitive understanding of facts that actually brings a lighter yoke. There are actually a lot of facts behind the story of the wise men, or magi, as some translations say, and these facts bring us knowledge. But they also shine a light on more mystery in this part of the Christmas story. For instance, Herod is mentioned as he speaks with the Magi, and we know that King Herod died in 4 BC. Thus, Jesus was born before 4 BC. We also know that he asked, How long have you followed this star? And later in the story, as he orders the murder of all children to and under, we get the idea that these men have followed the star for a very long time. As I looked at commentaries and study notes, there's even more we can know. Magi, taken from the Greek word magos, means spiritual advisors, or simply priests. A little history here. The Magi were appointed by King Darius over the state religion of Persia, which is modern-day Iran. By the time of Jesus' birth, Persia would have been conquered by Alexander the Great and ruled by his successors. These wise men would have been extremely wealthy, traveling with a large entourage for protection and care as their trip would have taken a very long time. Due to the size of their traveling crew, this group probably caused a big ruckus as they entered Jerusalem. There could have been as many as a hundred people who traveled with them. 
Imagine Herod's curiosity as this large, wealthy group entered his city. No wonder he was worried about the king they spoke of. And then, think about this. It's totally possible that these magi came from an area where the prophet Daniel was the chief magi under King Darius. These wise men were likely descendants of those that had been taught by Daniel. And because of his prophecy of the Messiah, which is noted in Daniel 9, they may have been able to decipher the date of his birth because of the star rising in the east. We know that they arrived with presents, treasure chests of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which are all very expensive gifts. Those are the facts, the things we can know. But then there's the mystery behind this incredible part of the story. Dreams that warm them of Herod the worship of a child that they find and just know that this is the one that they have been seeking. The gifts, the chests of treasure, they're not just expensive, they mean something. Remember, these are wise men. They knew what they were giving and would have fully understood the meaning behind them. They studied enough prophecy to travel over a year to find this child. So we can assume they studied the prophecies of Isaiah as well. In verse 11, it stated, They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The symbolic meaning behind these gifts helps us see the depth of what God had in store, the wonder of how these men could know what to bring. I know they were wise men, but I find it amazing. Gold, a symbol of the deity of Christ. Frankincense, a reflection of his perfect life of holiness, devotion, and excellence to come. Myrrh, a spice used for embalming, which points to the suffering of Jesus and his death on the cross for us. We often stop reading this story at verse 12, but there is something for us in the following verses. In verse 13, we learn that Joseph was warned in a dream to get out of Bethlehem and to take his little family to Egypt to keep them safe from Herod. These gifts that they received would have provided for them for years to come. Oh, I love how God provides for them. It's a mystery of the gifts but it's also the practical provision for them as they live in a foreign country. Their symbolic gifts show us who Jesus is and what he will do. They show us that God had us in mind the day they knocked on Mary's door, and she would have understood the meaning of it all, the deity of Christ 
the holiness of her son. And because of some prophecy in the temple, she knew there would be pain to come. What a profound moment. The mystery of so many things coming together. Yes, there are historical facts behind this story, but what is even more powerful is what they mean for us and the lifting of the burden that we often bear. This whole story symbolizes God's provision and his attention to the detail in the birth of his son. And it also symbolizes God's provision for us today and the knowledge that he knows the details of our lives. If God could place a star in just the right place in the galaxy, lay the foundation of prophecy within the king of Persia's household, orchestrate the travel of a large group over the course of what would have been a very long time, and have a plan in place of how Joseph and Mary would be provided for in Egypt, well, then I think he can handle my life. And he can handle yours. May you rest knowing that God is in control. That just as he saw his son as a small child in a home in Bethlehem, knowing that he would soon head to a foreign country, he sees us. And as he provides through the mystery of a group of people who traveled a long way to offer wealth that would provide for this little family for years, we can rest in knowing that he sees and will provide for us as well. I'm sure Mary and Joseph had no idea that this was coming and had no idea that God would provide for them in this way. We may not always see how God will provide, but we can rest in knowing that He will. Come to Him, all who are weary. He sees you. As we enter the Advent season, may you remember that his burden is light. Merry Christmas. Amen.